mighty God tonight, aren't you? Let me take you back just for a moment. You youngins probably won't, won't recognize this, but maybe some of you seasoned saints. Sounds better, don't it, when you use seasoned. 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 Didn't say well done, I just said seasoned. Now y'all get nervous. But, uh, what a lovely name, the name of Jesus. Yeah. Reaching higher far than the brightest star. Sounds pretty great to me. But you see, it doesn't stop there. Sweeter than the songs they sing in heaven. Let the world proclaim what a lovely name. Anybody know the lovely name of Jesus? Does anybody know it's more than just a name? How many's ever had an experience with a man by the name of Jesus? Oh, what a lovely name. You know, tonight, just to mention his name, just to mention his name is something that has the ability and the power to change the circumstance of humanity in a moment of time. I'm so thankful that I know the man that has that wonderful name tonight, aren't you? If you have your Bibles this evening, Acts chapter 3, if the Lord would help us, we're going to preach for a few moments simply with this thought, just the mention of his name. Just the mention of his name. A story that most of you have heard, taught from, preached from throughout your Christian life one that has been used across the globe that has touched the hearts of humanity in all walks of life but we want to revisit it tonight for a few moments and we're going to examine together chapter 3 and chapter 4 of the book of Acts for just a little while this evening but beginning in verse number 1 it says, now Peter and John went up together into the temple of the hour of prayer, been the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, and who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength 
And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Verse 11. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, and he answered and said unto the people, You men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? Verse number 16. It says, And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness, in the presence of you all. We know that Acts chapter 3 going into chapter number 4, after the day of Pentecost had fully come, after 120 individuals had experienced a supernatural experience of the power of God, and 3,000 had been added to the church in one day, that we was in a season in this time in history of a great disturbance and a great disruption. I'm not going to preach tonight on a disruption, but I want to insert this very quickly. We are on the verge of the remainder of this year, going into 2021, of there is getting ready to be a disrupting take place in this land that men is not going to be able to have understanding of. That's why tonight for a few moments I'm going to try to minister and exhort us on the power of just mentioning his name. Please hear me tonight. There is an urgency in the hearts of men and women of faith all across this globe. And that urgency has been birthed by the Holy Spirit of God. And, and I understand tonight, I'm going to chase a rabbit already, Lord help me, Jesus. I understand tonight that we get so accustomed to our routines where we go to the house of worship that we call our home church and we go in and we come out and we go in and we come out and we get very comfortable with one another and we think it's just going to be another service like last service and the only time we really get excited about it is if brother so-and-so or sister wonderful comes to town and then we might dance a little bit and exuberate some energy a little bit and all of these things but please hear me. That is coming to a close. Little Ava knows what I'm talking about. She's going, yep, and she's saying everything that she's got it going on. You know it's changing, don't you, baby girl? We're in a place right now where you and I need to understand that things is shifting, not by the power of men, but by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Just like it was in the beginning of the book of Acts, so is it now where God is saying, now is the time and the season that I have ordained for certain things to come to pass. See, she knows. She's amen to me a little lot better than any of you others. Uh, and listen, uh, we need to understand today that we are in a very unique place. And I want to talk to you tonight. 
And I want you to hear me today. This is not just a time to come in and go out. This is not just a time just to sing a song. This is not just a time to casually take your approach. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, that, and you, may, you can may think I've lost my mind, but in recent days and recent weeks and months, the Lord has begun to cultivate certain things in my spirit. Uh, and it isn't because that, that, that I'm the pastor of this house or anything like that. Uh, we are in a place where men of God and women of God that has prepared and has paid the price, God is getting ready to bring a harvest uh, and you and I need to understand this is not a time to take lightly. Uh, if you're going to do something for God, you please hear me in this house. I can't talk to anybody else like this, only the people in this house uh, because that's who God has entrusted me with. Uh, listen, don't you haphazardly and, and very casually walk into your position uh, or to your place. Listen, if you're going to teach those kids in Sunday school, uh, you prepare uh, and you go in there ready uh, to be a vessel that God is going to flow through. Uh, if you're going to get on this platform uh, and sing a song, don't you get up here and sing a song. Uh, we're not here to entertain anybody, uh, but we're here to usher in the presence of God. Uh, and listen, that, that means we don't take it uh, lightly. Listen, uh, I don't take what I do lightly. Uh, I, I want you to understand, uh, I could have very, and I'm not doing this to, 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 to put myself on a pedestal. Listen, I'm just mere flesh, and, I, and I'm a mess at times. Just talk to Debbie, she'll tell you. Uh, but last night at midnight, uh, it would have been real easy to go into my house, lay down on my bed, and go to sleep. Uh, but I was in the the house of the Lord uh, to the wee hours of the morning. Why? It's because I know that when I stand in this place, uh, I got to give you something fresh. Uh, I got to give you something hot. Uh, I got to give you something to get through this week. Uh, so, so listen, uh, this is not just on me. It's not just on Pastor Jade, uh, but it's on every one of us because you don't know uh, when the family that's sitting beside you uh, is going to bring a lost loved one that's bound, that's overran uh, and overwhelmed. Uh, listen, uh, they don't need a patty cake praise. Uh, what they need is somebody uh, that's operating in the power and the anointing of God. Uh, listen, uh, we're not here to lift up the man's name. Uh, we're up here to lift up the name of Jesus Christ, uh, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Uh, and whatever it takes for you to crucify that flesh uh, and to get yourself positioned uh, to be a vessel that he flows through, uh, then you're going to have to do it, honey, uh, because nobody can do it for you. Uh, if that that means you got to go to the prayer closet. Uh, listen, you don't show up to work late every day. Uh, don't you dare to keep dragging yourself into the house of God and say, well, they'll just wait on me. No, uh, you get here early. Uh, you get here and prepare the atmosphere. Uh, and you begin to say, you know what? Uh, if I got to get up at six o'clock to get there at nine uh, to get myself positioned, uh, honey, the door's going to be open. Uh, it's open every day. Uh, listen, whatever it takes, uh, because the name of Jesus has got to be exalted in this hour. That's not my notes, that's just free, all right? Uh, the name of Jesus, uh, our Lord, uh, is a name like no other name. It possesses power that cannot be measured, nor can it be destroyed. Virtue, virtue is attached to it that cannot be explained by men nor can it be duplicated by science. Virtue is moral excellence, goodness, but also it is valor, meaning it is full of power and authority. 
It is a name that when it's spoken in faith, it makes mountains move, devils quake, babies leap in the womb, men repent, waves cease, blind men began to see, uh, and yes, lame men began to walk. Uh, it is simply at the name of Jesus uh, that victory is won uh, and increase is given uh, to lost humanity. Uh, can I remind you that every knee will bow uh, and every tongue will confess uh, that he is Lord. Uh, however, uh, the greatest thing about this name uh, is that salvation is available to all that will call upon it. What does that mean? Is that anybody, that doesn't matter what their current condition is, doesn't matter what they're addicted to or bound by, if they call on this name in faith believing, they can begin to walk differently and sing the song, I've been redeemed, I've been redeemed. Listen, it seems like in our current age, we have lost sight of the value of having the privilege of calling out the name of Jesus. There is much trying to be done today that cannot be accomplished in the church until we return to having an understanding of this Name. Uh, the results are evident in our culture uh, as to what happens uh, when the name is removed from the lips of believers. Uh, can I ask you this question tonight, please? Uh, when was the last time uh, you just simply spoke his name? Uh, I'm not talking about uh, asking him for something. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking about uh, just trying to petition him on the behalf of another. Uh, but when was the last time uh, you just found yourself saying, what a lovely name uh, the name of Jesus uh, listen uh, there's been times in my life uh, I didn't know how to pray uh, there's been times in my life uh, when I felt I was overwhelmed uh, but in the midst of the darkness uh, in the midst of the deepest and darkest storms uh, all I had was enough strength uh, just to simply say Jesus uh, and at the sound of his name uh, there began to be a driving back of darkness uh, and there began to be an illuminating light. Uh, listen, I can recall a time uh, in the middle of the night uh, lying on my bed uh, and all of a sudden been awakened and when I was awakened, uh, I felt and I saw uh, a black figure uh, that was at the end of my bed uh, that was trying to get entry into my body. Uh, I felt like it was trying to overwhelm me and overtake me, uh, and I could not breathe. Uh, fear instantly came up on me uh, in the midst at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, nobody around, uh, not a preacher, not a singer. Uh, Debbie laying in the bed sleeping. Uh, I couldn't even move to awaken her. Uh, it was so powerful coming in. Uh, but I found myself uh, just being able to whisper uh, the name of Jesus. Uh, and when I whispered the name, uh, that thing immediately uh, had to advance off of me uh, and it could not go any further. Uh, it is then that I was able to sit up in my bed uh, and I began to say Jesus. Uh, and I began to get stronger every time I said it. Uh, and the next thing 
thing I knew, uh, that dark thing uh, that was trying to gain access uh, was no longer present in the realm where I was. Uh, why? Uh, not because of me being good uh, and altogether lovely, uh, but because of me knowing uh, that in my frailty uh, I was in need of something uh, that was greater than me. Uh, and because he lives and dwells in me, uh, he is near to me. Uh, and when he is near, uh, even if I just whisper, uh, he responds. Uh, oh, somebody uh, needs to understand uh, in the midst of your darkness, uh, in the midst of your uncertainty, uh, you need to just begin to mention his name. Uh, because hear me tonight, uh, there is no other name uh, like the name of Jesus. The results of this modern era, when the name is removed from the lips of the believer, cannot be ignored because what we see across this land today is what we end up with. We end up with a form instead of power. We end up with a list of historical facts instead of creating a history for our children. We end up living and dwelling in fear instead of experiencing joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Anxiety becomes the new norm and peace is nothing more than a dream that we think about. Depression becomes the place where people are baptized with that instead of being baptized with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Oppression becomes the new norm instead of the shout of triumph that generations before us has cried out. While the world is growing darker with evil, just as it was with Eli, because he ignored the feel, the lamp, darkness began to be normal. And because of his neglect, the flame flickered and it went out in the house of the Lord. How many houses of God today is there no flickering flame but just darkness? Men and women went to the house of God across this great land today and when they left, they left with no hope, no peace, no rest, no joy. They left the same way they came. Why? It's because name of Jesus is never spoken. I sat through a 30 minutes, 30 minutes session this past week. Men came out on the platform and for 30 minutes they showcased their talent and their ability and it was wonderful. But for 30 minutes, their whole set never heard the name of Jesus. But we label them as the up and coming artist of the church. Hear me, my friend. I must remind you that when you remove the cross and you remove the blood, it's not a big deal to remove the name. But when the cross is present 
and the blood is present, you have to mention his name. The time has come for us to begin, please hear me, to speak that name in this season and declare war on the kingdom of darkness around us. I did not forget where I began this evening. If I take you back to Acts chapter number 3, Peter and John going to the temple at the hour of prayer. The lame man sitting outside the gate called Beautiful. He was placed there every day of his life just asking, just begging for somebody to give him enough to get through one more day. And the next day he would come back do the same thing. Just want to get through one more day, one more day, one more day. We've got our family, our community, our nation is just simply saying, help me get through one more day. While we go to the house of God day after day after day. Peter, walking with John, he simply said, look on us. I don't have any silver. I don't have any gold. But what I do have, I'll give to you. He understood the words of the Lord. The Lord said, freely you have received, now freely give. But it wasn't until he encountered the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost that they fully grasped the call and the challenge that laid before them because they had walked by this individual multiple times before. But after and through by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, this day it was different because they looked on him. He said, listen, look on us because there is something that we have. And he says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Notice before he ever told him to do anything, he said it is in the name of Jesus. Notice what happened. The moment that Peter mentioned the name of Jesus, the thing that had this man bound lost its ability to keep him bound any longer. And it was all because someone mentioned the name of Jesus. It's not about how elegant we can speak. It's not about how much people like us or even dislike us. What matters is that when we speak, we speak after we mention the name of Jesus. See, the moment that they become in contact with this particular individual, immediately he points him to Christ and takes the focus off of him. Today, a world does not need to see you and I, but they need to see the God that lives and dwells in us. Please hear me. When you and I become men and women that follow after him, it becomes normal for us to speak his name. I was leaving Fort Lauderdale yesterday morning I'm walking outside with Debbie, and we're just calling a transport service. And they say, well, take go to that guy over there, that white van. And I start walking with a whole group of people, and this, this gentleman from Trinidad, he comes walking up to me, and he says, you're a preacher. Debbie looks at me and says, how does he know that? I don't know if he saw the wrinkles or the bald head. I don't know, but... I didn't think there was any bags under my eyes because I did have a week off, you know, but 
but uh, I, I don't know. And, I, I, and he says, he said, Pastor, you sit in the front with me. Okay. So we have this conversation. I didn't know he was from Trinidad at the beginning. And I said, are you from here? Or? He said, no, I'm from Trinidad. And I said, well, I know a gentleman from Trinidad. And I, I told him, he said, I know him. And I said, nah, must be a popular name. And then he begins to rattle off. He said, well, his family is this. His father was this. I went to school with his brother who is this. And I was like, okay, he really does know the guy I know. And we began to have this conversation, which then leads, and I said, so do you serve the Lord? Yeah, I go to church, have this conversation. Immediately, we began to focus on Christ, and in the midst of the hustle bustle, unloading the people out of the van and getting all the luggage, and he hands me his card, and I was walking away, and he says, hey, hey, pastor, and I turned around, and I said, yes, sir, and he said, uh, he said, on the front of that card is, is my cell phone number, is the top number, and I said, okay, he said, send me a spiritual message. Why do I say that? Just the mention of his name began to make a man that I did not know began to feel so comfortable that he could have open dialogue to me about a very private matter in his life concerning his spiritual condition and it says hey preacher send me a spiritual message you see tonight we're missing an opportunity by simply ignoring the fact of how precious his name really is. You see, I don't have the ability to open many doors, but his name opens all things to us. But the problem is, as believers, we've been lied to and we've took those lies and we have embraced them as truth that the enemy has told you, well, you're not good enough or you're not qualified or this or that or, or nobody wants to hear. But listen, that is not true, my friend. But there is a world that's just wanting to get through today. But what you have inside of you is not able to just get them through today, but it's able to get them through to eternity. But somebody's got to speak the name again. You see, in this season of disruption, and notice, I'm going to be real with you, if you give me just a few more minutes. The moment that Peter and John began to speak the name is the moment there began to be a disruption. Because when you get to chapter number four, the Sadducees and the priest and the captain of the temple, they got angry. And they said this, how in the world and what, what are you doing? You're messing up our stuff. You're messing up our program. We already got this figured out. We know what we're going to do next Sabbath day. Don't you mess with that. You're messing with our security. You're messing with our comfort. You're We've got this thing wrapped up, nailed down. We got it all together. Don't you mess with our stuff. Who do you think you are coming in here speaking the name of Jesus? And he said, 
They said, by what power? What authority have you done this to this man? And they said, oh, it was just simply by the one that you crucified and done away with. But, and then they come and they get so bold and they simply say, don't you teach and don't you preach in that name? And they said, listen, is it better for us to obey God or to obey man? They said, we're going to keep doing what we know is able to bring deliverance to those that are bound. And this great disruption began to take place. Notice they was imprisoned. They was humiliated. Not just one time, but continually. But they kept proclaiming the name of Jesus. Because they understood that there was no other name like this name. Tonight, what Connorsville, Indiana needs to hear is simply the name of Jesus. What your family needs to hear is simply the name of Jesus. I have to remind you tonight that God poured out his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost the Feast of Pentecost was the day in which everyone was to bring in their first fruits of the harvest. And Jesus chose this day symbolically to bring in the first fruits of his great harvest of souls through the ministry of the apostles. But it wasn't about just a harvest, but it was about a delivering and making whole. Don't ever forget it. The same God that saves is the same God that delivers and the same God that makes whole. And I have to remind you that he says that I'm coming back for a glorious church. I'm coming back for a bride that is adorned for her husbandman, meaning this, he's not coming back for a church that is sick, stricken, and bound, but he's coming back for a church uh, that is proclaiming the name that's above every name uh, because when his name is proclaimed, uh, there is a glory that is found in the house. So tonight, what I want to leave you with is this. It's time to begin to mention the name of Jesus. When I wake up in the morning, Jesus has got to be on my lips. Uh, when I find myself at noonday, Jesus has to be on my lips. Uh, and the time I lay my head down on the pillow at night, Jesus has got to be on my lips. Uh, but not only does he have to be on my lips, uh, he's got to be burning uh, inside. Uh, listen, uh, we talk about great revivals and revivalists of yesterdays. Uh, we're talking about when you look at history, uh, they wasn't talking about this ministry and that ministry. Uh, and look what I've done or look what this is did. No, they were simply getting along with God uh, and they began to preach under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit in such a manner uh, that the only name that was mentioned was the name of Jesus. Uh, listen, Jonathan Edwards, uh, when he began to preach the message, uh, sinners in the hands of an angry God, notice what happened. Men, uh, grown men, uh, began to fall in the floor and groan and moan because of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, why? Not because he stood there uh, with the whip beating them uh, but because he simply proclaimed uh, the name of Jesus uh, listen uh, we're trying to do stuff uh, that cannot be accomplished uh, until we get back to the simple basics uh, that Jesus is Lord uh, and I'm here to tell you tonight uh, that if we'll lift his name up in this house uh, then this house uh, will experience a glory cloud like other houses has in history uh, and there will begin to be a harvest of souls uh, but 
but it does not just happen, my friend. Uh, somebody on purpose uh, has got to make it a priority uh, to say, I cannot stand to see uh, another one sitting outside the gate called beautiful uh, when there is a place that they can go. Uh, listen, uh, it's not enough for them to sit outside the house of God, uh, but it's time for them to enter into the house of God uh, and experience his power uh, and his glory uh, and his anointing. Uh, listen, uh, there is preachers that's never been in the platform yet uh, and God's calling them. Uh, there's singers that's never sung yet, uh, but God's calling them. Uh, but the thing that's going to bring the release to them uh, is the church uh, in this moment of time uh, beginning to call Jesus. Uh, listen, uh, it's not about elegant words. Uh, maybe that's all you can say tonight, uh, but in the midst of where you find yourself, uh, began to declare uh, that Jesus uh, is everything in your life. Just the mention of his name. Tonight, Peter and John, in the name of Jesus, I could walk you through scripture after scripture where Jesus is mentioned and things just began to change. The first miracle that you read of in your New Testament Bible, the marriage Canaan. Mary did nothing other than mention his name. If it was modern day, she'd probably say something like this. Get over here, son. You see Jesus? Just do what he says. Just do what he says. But it's not my time yet. Just do what he says. And those old purification pots became Vessels full of wine. Listen, my friend. I know that according to the world standard, there's a lot of old broken, chipped purification pots. So oh, they're not worth much. But when Jesus is mentioned, those old pots become the ones, hear me, that don't just hold wine, but even out of the mouth of the world, the governor of the feast, he says, hey, go, go get that guy and bring him here and said, this doesn't make any sense because most people serve the best first and then waters it down. But whatever you're serving now, it's, it's the real deal. It's pure. It's vibrant. It's full of life. What, what are you? Listen, even the world takes up notice when Jesus is mentioned because when he is mentioned and released to be who he's ordained to be. 
even old broken, dirty, stale chip pots become the vessels where the fire of God begins to burn. Can I tell you tonight, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I'm just an old broken pot. The Lord has opened the world and is still opening other places of the world for an old broken pot because somebody just mentioned the name of Jesus on my behalf. And now I'm just trying to be a vessel that carries wine. You hear me? Just the mention his name because Peter mentioned the name of a lame man that had sat for years experienced strength in his ankle bones and he began to leap and praise God in the temple a place that he had never entered into until somebody mentioned the name on his behalf is it possible, I want to leave you with this tonight, is it possible that there's some folks near you that's sitting just outside of the beauty of Christ? That this in this season, if you'll just mention his name, that supernaturally God is about to do something. I can only share with you what God has put in my spirit as they come to the music this evening. I sense that there is getting ready to be a release of supernatural strength to the population of the ones that are lame and broken in the midst of this season of disruption that's getting ready to come to this nation. I honestly believe that where we read in scripture that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, we are now entering into that season. There has been blind, blinders put on the eyes of men and women we can stand and look and say why in the world are they been so bizarre in their behavior we're in a time where God is hardening the heart of men that have rejected him that has been bold enough and brave enough to shake their fist in his face and said we'll do it our way God has put blinders on them and they're running to their own demise and there is getting ready to be released just like there was at the day of the Red Sea. There is getting ready to be a re-emerging of water. And there is a strong army that's getting ready to be destroyed. And there is a re-emerging of the army of God. And this fresh baptism of Holy Spirit that's coming to the church is getting ready to embolden and empower men and women such as you to walk from your upper room 
to walk back into the streets of your city and begin to proclaim the name of Jesus. And if by faith and full of certainty, if you'll be brave enough and bold enough to speak his name, you and I are getting ready to experience lame men begin to experience strength in their ankle bones and there's going to be a generation begin to leap and jump in the presence of God. Please hear me tonight. If there's ever been a time in our lifetimes that we needed to be men and women that is filled and led by the Holy Spirit of God, it is now. I don't know about you tonight, but I don't want to walk by another lame individual and leave them the way that I found them. I want to be able to walk by individuals and begin to leave them differently than when I found them. I don't know what the Lord was trying to teach me this week, Brother Larry, but I'm going to have to spend some time with him this week to figure it out. Because nearly every day, as men and Debbie would find ourselves moving about, God just kept putting people everywhere. We're supposed to be vacationing. I don't know, I counseled a lot this week. I was out in the middle of the most bluest water. Even stole a kiss on the cheek from my bride. And about that time, some guy comes swimming up and says, hey, preacher. I said, you got to be kidding. He said, I don't want to know how big your church is. I don't want to know what your problems are. I don't want to know anything about you other than this. I want to ask you a question. I said, ask away. He said, how's your heart, preacher? I said, I think my heart's good. He said, no, preacher, how's your heart? You see, I just had a conversation with him an hour or so before. He's from Canada. He'd been in a church for 15 years, took on a new assignment and has fought for the last five years of his life to get nowhere. And he said, I can't do it anymore. Y'all do your thing and we're just gonna do hours and his wife said we got to figure this thing out when we get home and I just mentioned the name Jesus but he comes swimming in the water he said preacher how is your heart you know what he was saying is this you got to understand you got to break it down you got to you got to interpret preacher language what he was really saying is if your heart's really good, how are you keeping it good? Because his heart wasn't real good. He was a little bitter. He was a little broken. He was a little unsettled. So I didn't get any more kisses on the cheek or get a, give a kiss. 
in the middle of paradise. I had to sit out there and tread water and had a 30-minute counseling session. It took 30 minutes for Debbie to save me. She left me, just like she left me when she went to first class and left me in the back of the plane, too. That's another story for another day. I'm so glad he doesn't leave me like she does. She was on vacation. Okay. But I found doesn't matter what walk of life you find yourself in. There's people lame. They're broken. And they're hurting. But after she finally did think it was important enough to save me, as I began to swim away and he began to go his direction, he said, I think it's going to be all right, preacher. I think it's going to be all right. I'm going to go home and I'm going to get it figured out. Because of Jesus. I don't know what your family's going through. I don't know what your situations are that seem so large. But I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of people that I know and love that's going through a whole lot of stuff right now. And I could give them my opinions and my ideals. That's not the answer. But in this season, in this season, if he is lifted up, I don't know if you feel this tonight or not. Please hear your pastor tonight. This is not an ordinary season. I don't say that to try to excite you or to work your emotions up. No, 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 no. I've had enough fluff. Don't need any of that. Please hear me. There is such a shifting and an undercurrent taking place right now in this nation that's getting ready to be manifested that only those that are truly in tune with the things of God is going to have understanding of it I'm here to tell you what we need right now in the local church across this nation is for men and women no matter what your title is no matter what your gifting is no matter what your strength is no matter what your weakness is just to make up your mind right now that you're just going to lift up the name of Jesus because God is getting ready. You hear me tonight. God is getting ready to use ordinary people to do extraordinary things in this season because he is getting ready to be glorified and lifted up and he is going to begin to make the minds of men marvel at what's getting ready to take place on this globe. So what I'm saying tonight is this, we just need somebody. We just need somebody to lift him up tonight. And that somebody needs to be you and it needs to be me. As we stand all over the house this evening, just to mention his name.